This is Work of the Beat. It is Wednesday night, April 12th, 2023. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. As we talk about a lot of things tonight. There's a lot on the agenda. We haven't talked to you in a while, so we're going to, Mike and I are going to hash it out. Go through that. Go through it as quickly as possible. Michael, how are you? That good, huh? Mike, how are you? What? How are you? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I thought I, there was something buzzing. I didn't, Kevin, I never change. Yeah, you I know, hear you. I'll, I'll be 65 on Sunday, so I don't know what that means. I mean, I mean, it means I'll be collecting Social Security soon and going on Medicare but or Medicaid or whatever the hell it is. I don't even understand this, but... Um, yeah, other than that, if I wake up in the morning and, you know, my dog's still here with us and whatever, wife's retiring in two months, then we're going to Italy. Yeah, life is good. And it's 80 degrees out tomorrow and I'm playing golf. So what the hell? It'll be 80 degrees out and I'll be at school. <laughs> now, you'll, now, yeah, but you'll be, you know, it stays late for like four hours or so. You'll get to see some sun. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, you know, it's the... Yeah, and we have air. We're lucky. Our school does have air conditioning, so there you go. I can yeah, flip. I can flip the air on uh, tomorrow afternoon. All right. So I'm debating where to start. We could start with the Sixers and the Nets, but to be honest, I don't. I don't think Mike, you, you or I think this is going to be much of a series. Agreed. Well, if it is a series, then then the Sixers have issues. Yeah. But uh, again, I, I said. You know, I think we all went into the Hawks series two years ago thinking much the same thing, although the Ben Simmons implosion, you know, we were seeing it in the Washington series. Uh, a little bit. That. But I still don't think any of us thought they were going to lose. No. And they did. So I don't I don't think – I'll tell you what. I would be really surprised. And I know Dick Girardi on, on our show on Saturdays just said he, he, uh, he seemed a little more – Leary than me. Uh, if it goes more than five, I I would be surprised. Yeah, same here. I'm kind of in that same predicament. And I'm just giving the Nets one based on nothing. Well, I'm thinking it'll win one of the two at home. Yeah, but by by then it could be three zero. I mean, you oh. know, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I you know, I, I know, I, I I know what you're saying. I think it'll probably go two one, and the Sixers will win game four, and they'll win game five back here. I mean, you know what? I mean, Mikhail's going to score his twenty-five to thirty, and because they don't have a matchup for Embiid, that's the problem. If you're, if yeah, you're the, the problem Nets. is Joe's going to probably score like forty a night. Forty a night. I mean, so uh, you know, are they going to throw Spencer Dimwitty on him? I mean, I no, I have no idea. I mean, I so if that's the case, then that's the biggest problem. Yeah, well, so I mean, the, the, the whole Sixers playoffs, in my opinion, comes down to how how well Harden plays. Yeah. Joe is going. Uh, to I'll, I'll put Maxi in that mix too. Yeah, but Maxi is the third guy. I agree with you, especially when they play Boston in the next. They're going to need Maxi. Maxi's not played well against the Celts. I think mm-hmm. he's nine for thirty-two this year. Yeah, or he's not been good. And again, that's a whole different issue. Mm-hmm. But if James Harden plays like the guy who, for two months, him and Embiid were looking real good together, they've got. They've got a, a, a fighter's chance. I mean, let's put it that way. You know what that means. I don't know, but if if he's playing like a thirty-three or thirty-four-year-old guy who's saying his Achilles is bothering him, that's then pro- they've got problems. Yeah. I would say 
that the one break that I think if you were a Sixer fan you were hoping for was that it would be Miami coming out and it would be a tougher series for Boston in the first round. I don't know if Atlanta gives them much of a effort to be well, honest. Well, Atlanta this gave summer. the Sixers an effort. I mean, well, look, a couple I mean, of years I think, now look, too. I, yeah, but I mean, look, I'm not saying. Hey, look, we we you know we see you know I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like we're all assuming they're going to play the Celtics in Milwaukee, and that's fine. I mean, you know, maybe Milwaukee gets upset by Cleveland or something. I mean, I, I could be could be Miami. Yeah, I, Miami's a dog, Kevin. They're a dog this year. It's not the Miami that we've been used to. The Eric Spoelstra. I, I get it. I get it. They are a dog. And I'm telling. And Kyle Lowry's like 39. Looked and I pretty love good him. last night. That's that's wonderful. But he, can you do that four times? In probably seven not. Games? Probably not. That's the problem. And, I, and I, as much as I like Jimmy. You know, Jimmy's getting a little bit long at tooth too, and they've just been a weird team this year. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I don't see them enough to know. I really think Miami on paper is like the fourth or fifth best team in the East. But obviously they're not. So, you know. I am not going to even get into the MVP discussion because the it's honest, over. It's over. It's over. It's been over. And it's going to be Joe, and, and that's fine. Yeah, uh, and if they lose in the second round, it, look, won't man, it won't really I, well, mean a damn matter. thing. It won't mean a damn thing. Well, no, it'll mean something because we don't have MVPs every you know, we had Iverson twenty years ago, you had Moses forty years ago, you had Julius forty years ago, and then you gotta go back to Will. So yeah. And if they lose in the second round again, what it's gonna mean is okay, you have an MVP on your team that's probably gonna be looking to get traded somewhere. Oh, I mean, I I don't know if Embiid wants out of here. I mean, you know, I don't I don't I, I don't think. I mean, look, if Harden leaves, you know, I mean, you're going to have money to go out and get somebody. So, um, you know, maybe they get figure out a way to trade Tobias and get more money. Uh, Embiid might be one of those guys that you know Lindros or something. You know, they just yeah. don't win the title. But lots of guys don't win titles. It's not just him. I get it. I don't see the guy in Denver winning titles. Um, no. Giannis got his. Good for him. I, and you know, Kawhi got his. Um. I you know I I I mean I just see them as being, even though they're very good, and they're probably better equipped than they have been, in years past. It's just. For if they're good, if you're going to tell me they got to beat Boston and the Bucks back to back, it's just a hard sell to me. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll get to a bigger Sixer story a little later. Um, There's a bigger. Oh, oh okay. I know yeah, it's. Tell me who's going to win the Democratic mayor. Well, and we'll get to that a little later. Scale of one to ten, you're concerned about the Philadelphia Phillies right now. It's too early for look. You're playing without Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. okay? I, you knew that. I mean, you, you knew that coming in. You're going to play without Bryce Harper for half the season probably or close to half the season or whatever. You're playing without your first baseman. Uh, and you're playing without your second first baseman. And you've had injuries with some of your pitchers. Um, it doesn't shock me. I mean, you know, four and eight is four and eight. I think over these next three weeks, they're playing some bad teams. You would hope that they could make a little hay, but it's a long season, Kevin. I mean, not only does does Harper and and Hoskins hurt you from a lineup perspective, 
I think they were big guys in the clubhouse, and you know that more than I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, they were, and and I think the one thing they're kind of grasping one, you always do have the post World Series hangover. Absolutely. Um, to but they did go out and get Trey Turner, so yeah, uh, mitigated a little bit. Two, they are very lefty dominant. Um, well, that's why Hoskins being out is you right. Know. I, I'm talking for power, and I know people are going to go, right. "Well, boom!" and Castellanos and and Turner, they're not the same in power. No, and you could tell this team is missing that right-handed thump off the off from the right side, or that thump from the right side. Yeah, I mean, Schwarber's hitting 187. Mm-hmm. Ramuto is really struggling. He's down to 200 after hitting 500 in the first two games. You think back to last year. They had many spells like this during the year. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have spells where they go out and get thir- they win. They I, I said if they yeah. scored the 13 runs on Monday, I'm like, I'll bet you in the next couple of games they have trouble scoring runs. Yeah. And, of course, they have trouble running the bases, apparently, too. Uh, but this team last year was not that good for much of the no. year. I will tell you the biggest concern I have, and that's Aaron Noah. And, well, yeah. And it's now, I looked this number up last night since the LCS began, and I know it's tough doing It's had five starts. They've lost, they've lost four of the five. Uh, and his ERA's at close to, close to nine. In a contract year. In a contract year. Yeah. But it's a long season. I, I get it, but this I, is I also, know. this is also a guy who up until, Two or three weeks in September last year, we were worried about how he handles big moments. Look, he was as good a pitcher last year as Wheeler for for a lot of the year. There were people telling me that he deserved to be on the All Star team more than Wheeler did. So yeah, did he? Did he? At the end of the year, did, did he not have anything? And Wheeler didn't either. I mean, they, they both Wheeler took a month off, and and it's a lot of innings. And Suarez was a lot of innings. It was like the most he'd ever yeah. pitched. And they miss and they miss Suarez right now. Sure, and they and he went to that baseball. Yeah, well, look, when you pitch into November or late October, your off season's shorter. Now, I don't know. You know, Steve Carlton used to pitch into October, and you know that was a different year. It's it's just different. Um, maybe we've seen the best of Noah. I would hate to think that because I think he's kind of an important part of this team. But I think that's one of the reasons. I don't know how the contract negotiations. I I don't have any idea what he's asking for what the but again if he has an average year or you know they're not going to want to give him a lot of money are they no and and i think that they're playing i think the phillies have actually played this pretty well you don't insult the guy right you try to resign him Mm -hmm. but if he's out if he's if his demand is out of left field then you all right sing for your supper and But then you got to go out and replace them. That, you know, it's, well, and they have enough faith that these kids are going to be there. And I get it. Relying on kids is a different deal. But I also, be, I also believe that if they feel like they need to go get a veteran, there's going to be money there to go get a veteran. Hey, Dombrowski, the best thing this team has going for, well, other than certain players, obviously, the best thing this team has going is Middleton's pocketbook. Yep. And Dombrowski calling the shots. Yeah. Because Dombrowski, he wants to win a title. I will. He came in two games last year. Mike, I, mean, I, Mike, I will say the one thing that's also alarming, and it's early. Uh, 
boy, the manager's magic potion on moves is not working right so now. So he's gone. He's gone from a guy who can't do anything wrong to a bad move in game six or a move that didn't work, and now he stinks. I mean, oh well, no, I I'm, not, I'm not. I'm no, saying no, he not saying he stinks, you, Kevin. I'm, but not you. I'm talking about people. Well, <laughs> it's like okay. Hey, look, nobody ever but he, said he was. But, but he's like, he, I mean, even the day. I mean, going to Kimbrell at that point is the right move. If you look at it, it's the right move. Maybe he's not a very, maybe he's just an average and they ju- Well, and they, it's just he's drawn, he's he's drawn deuces at this point. You know, he's drawn yeah, crap. Yeah. This is why, now look, I didn't think they're going to win the World Series this year. I didn't think they were going to make the World Series this year. Right. And obviously, the, the Vegas people kind of agreed. But I think I thought they're going to be a playoff team, and I still they think still that. are. Yeah. But they may not. I mean, you know, and if they don't make the playoffs, everybody will sit there and go, oh, my God. So this is why we said the same thing with the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Well, although I got to Mike, Mike, I will I will correct you on one thing. I think people will look at the injuries if they don't make the playoffs and go, okay. But, the, but they were you know and I know, and, and again, if they don't make the playoffs, and that's six teams in a league where you probably have eight teams trying to make the playoffs, right? They're going to look at it as, oh my god, you know, the roof. They won't look at it with logic. They won't. It'll just be, we should have been in the playoffs, even if like we didn't do anything in the playoffs. Okay, fine. This is why when you get to the Super Bowl and you get to the World Series, even though you weren't supposed to be in the World Series, and you come that close to winning it, I'm just hoping that we're not looking back on this in three or four years, saying, oh my god. Well, like really, that was like our, you know, like we all assume the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl in the next three, four, and they might, they might win more than one. What the hell do I know? But again, you might look back on that and say, oh my God, we had a 10 point halftime lead. And, we, you know, the Phillies were up two to one with two more games at home and we didn't win. Got no hit. Got no hit. You know, I mean, look, game five was a great game. I mean, yeah. they could have won that game and. And then Wheeler pitched a really good game six. You know, and Alvarado comes in and gives up a home run. I mean, um, I, I'm not going to panic. And you know me, I don't panic anyway. But I, I would give it to, like, Memorial Day. You know, and if they're still, like, under five. Well, remember I, this, Kevin. Last year they were 21 and 29. I mean, you know. I will say, though, Mike, going back to that well would be not advisable. Oh, no, no. I totally agree, Kevin. The last thing I want to do is get in the playoffs as the sixteen, because they ain't going to do what they did last year. And I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not even saying that. I'm saying fall into a eight nine below five hundred hole. You. I I don't know if you're coming back from that this nobody year. Nobody wants to come. No, you're no. you're absolutely right. The Braves look like they're pretty good. The Mets, Mets are Mets sure are human. Up. Yeah, and, and it's the Mets. You know, yeah, but, you haven't you haven't even seen Verlander yet. Yeah, but again, you're going to have to. They're going to deal without a closer all year. Uh, the Padres look pretty good. I guess the Dodgers are good yeah. because of the Dodgers. Who, who else? The Cardinals, I guess, maybe Milwaukee. I actually like Milwaukee. Okay. Well, one, one of those two teams. So, you know, I mean, the Phillies might be this. I mean, I, I, I saw their odds. I think I saw where they were 15-1 to one to win the World Series. I wouldn't bet them at 15-1. to no, one. no. But, you know, uh, hey, luck. Again, I, I was set up not for disappointment this year because they got Turner and before Hoskins was hurt. I still thought they could be a pretty good team, and I still think maybe they can. But, you know, obviously some, you know, some think, you know, Schwarber's got to be good. Riamolto's got to be good. 
I mean, so far your two best the, players maybe have been Stott and Boom, right? Yeah, I, I would. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I would say that. I mean, is Castellanos playing better? Like, is he? Is he's he he's a been better? his at bats have been much better. Okay. Um, okay. You know, he has a bit of problem at this point. Yeah, the problem what do, is what do you, he's what not do driving. Base, he's not driving the ball think, over the fence. Well, actually, that is a problem. What do you think of your base running, catching? <laughs> you know, I, I, I said this. I was on with Devon Givens last night on the way home after covering the game last night. Um, I'm not worried about their base running yet. I know. Mm-hmm. I look. I know when it happens, it people melt down, and I get it. Um, I'm not worried because I almost view it in the same way I looked at them as a fielding team last year. Right. I'm pretty confident at some point they'll correct it. Oh, I think it's more co- like coincident. That's a bad word, but like to have this many, you know, this early. I don't want to say fluky, but it's like okay, yeah. it, it, you get in those little slumps where yeah, stuff kind of happens. And they're, yeah. they're kind of in that. But now, now if we're like, still talking about it in early May, yeah, well, there's Marsh, a problem. Marsh was involved with, like, three of them, right? Well, Marsh was, <laughs> and, and Stotts had a couple in here, too. Yeah. Um, hey, look, it's, again, I didn't think this team was winning the World Series. I didn't think they were getting back to the World Series. But I thought they'd be a playoff team, and they and they still might be. I mean, yep. there's a difference between panic and concern. I'm concerned yeah. I'm not panicking. Yeah, but you know and I know, probably, maybe not necessarily, because last year we knew the second half of their schedule was going to be easy. Right. Like we kept looking at that, and I don't know how that is this well, year. Well, yeah. and honestly, Mike, well, one, you don't have the Nationals and the Marlins to fatten up on later. That's true. That's true. Uh, two, when you, get to May, when you get to May and you start out, like you have a road trip that's Houston and the Dodgers. Yeah, right. I know. You? Yeah. You better have kind of your crap together at that point. Yeah, it, it seems like the Phillies always surprise us so both ways, Kevin. Uh-huh. Like, when we, like we saw this homestand and we're like, I mean, they could have lost that other game to the Reds, right? They were lucky to win On, that on game. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and like the Marlins, I mean, they hit the Cy Young winner for, you know, they, they tune him up and, and the it's two weird. guys. It, it is weird. And you know and I know that they're probably, probably, Going to have like an eight and two stretch, you know, maybe a couple of those. They did that last year, if I remember correctly. So let it just play out. But if you and I are sitting here around Memorial Day mm-hmm. and they're still under five hundred, or they're, you know, maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't think they're winning the division, so they're kind of playing for a wild card I, spot. I think. I gotta admit, last night I finally knocked one of my one of the final things on my baseball bucket list off. What happened? Well, arise a, a with the with the cycle. Oh, 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 oh! You never saw a cycle. I had before? never seen a cycle in person. Uh, I had never covered a cycle before. Okay. So I've covered a perfect game. I oh, no, I, I covered an, I covered four no hitters. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, World Series and all that. So I'm. That was like the last thing last night. The only thing left, I think, would be a perfect game. I'm trying to think if I ever saw a cycle. Now, I'm sure not in person, I don't think. I mean, I might have seen one on TV. I, I Amazing. This is a great story. When Joe Giuliano and I were out covering the 2012 U.S. Open in San Francisco, and I believe it was Wednesday night. I right. say Wednesday night. Joe, he likes going to ballparks and stuff. So we were going to go to the Giants game right. at their park because I'd never seen it. 
But Art Spander, who's this longtime writer from San Francisco, you know, we from, all the, know. from the Oakland Tribune, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. He, yeah, he's got he's going to like 70 straight masters or something in Rose Bowls. Anyway, Art was having his 70th birthday. So, you know, his wife invites us. And, you know, Joe looks at me. I look at him. Yeah, you know, we can't not go to Art's thing. That was the like Kane pitched the perfect Perf- game. Yeah. So we're sitting there like at Art's house. <laughs> and I said, Joe. This guy's like in the ninth inning. Now, I don't know how I would have felt about a perfect game that didn't involve a Phillies guy. Right. But it still would have been pretty cool to say you were there, I guess. I, I covered Millwood. I covered Halliday in the playoffs. Uh, I covered um, Josh Beckett here on Memorial Day weekend when he was with the Dodgers. There was one more, and I, I think it's three. Or I, I think it's four, one. maybe it's three. What was the one in like ninety one or ninety two? Danny was it Danny Jackson or somebody else? Oh, Tommy Green. No, 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 no. One Tommy Green. Um, and I can't think of the guy's name. It was the one where Charlie Hayes made the play at the end of the game. Terry Mulholland. Terry Mulholland. We were at that game. Uh, he gave up one one base runner, I think. Yep. The, the whole game, and um, so I was at that one. I, that's the only one. And the closest I ever got to a, the closest I ever got to a perfect game was Doug Drayback, eight and two thirds. You uh, saw Dr- Doug Drayback eight and two thirds, and broken up by So Camposano. <laughs> so Camposano. <laughs> yeah, my, bu- I, I, my buddies were wondering, like, why are you? Why are you you know, I was in high school. My buddies are rooting, like, are going, why are you rooting for? I'm like, it's a perfect game. God damn it, yes. you know. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen how good Drayback's kid could have been if he didn't have all that arm trouble. Boy, Doug Drayback was really good. So. Oh, Doug Drayback. Doug Drayback oh. was so, really good. Those good. Pittsburgh teams, Kevin, back in, you know. It's a sin they didn't go to the World Series. Well, you know, the Braves got in the way. You know, what, what are you going to do? I mean, um, it happens. All right. Uh, by the way, all right, so let's quickly top. Let me go to the next topic, and then I want to get to the Sixers arena, which is my main topic of the night. Um, the Big Five announces this new tournament structure. Basically, half round robins, uh, two groups, six teams, and the winners are like everybody converges and plays a triple header at Wells Fargo Center. Uh, your thoughts on it? Look, we all know the Big Five for a while now has been struggling. Because basically, because the teams aren't that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And by the way, I say this: I'm happy for the people at Drexel who are finally kind of getting sure, sure, their but do. Yeah, I I don't understand it all. Like I always liked the round robin. You know, I just did because you know you'd sit there and go, okay, you know, Villanova's playing St. Joe on December 12th, and uh, you know now and, you're playing hope, three games instead of four now. Yeah, I hope that what they're going to do when they have that triple header, I hope it works. I really do. I mean, I'm pulling for the Big Five, and apparently the women are going to do it like next year. I think they're going to do a right. similar thing. I look any at this point, you got to try something, right? I mean, and I feel obviously Drexel's the big winner in all this, um, but now you know if we go out next year and the teams all stink, what's it going to matter? You know, you're hoping that people are going to show up at the first Union Center, but you know. And I know that when well, that Wells well, well, Fargo, I, I call it, Christ, I, you're lucky I don't call it the spectrum. Lucky you, you didn't call it Poor know, State Center, but go ahead. That's right. You know and I know when that place is only like 
a third filled. Oh, it's going to be depressing. It's going to be it's going to be bad. And these these tickets apparently are not going to be in the season ticket plans, which I don't even know how many season tickets there are at like Temple and LaSalle and St. Joe. I, I don't know this. But it all depends on Villanova. You know that. You know, we, yeah. we know that, Kevin. If And, and that's know, the thing. One, you're basically taking it to Nova's home arena. Like it's it's not it's not Nova's home arena, but it kind of is. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, Temple's Temple's played some games down there. Yeah. Maybe maybe not, not recently. recently. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They haven't really. I think since they played Duke that one year. You um, might be right. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I get why Wells. And this ties in now to the arena topic. I get why Wells Fargo Center wants to have it. They want to get it locked into their building before anybody else could come in and swipe it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's not at the Palestra, if you're having a Saturday and you're going to have it like a day, like at 1, 3.30 and 5.30, the fact that it's not going to be at the Palestra is a sin. Does one ticket get you in for like all three? It's supposed they- to be a triple header. Okay. Look, you know how I feel about the Palestra. And it's not what it was, but it's still the plus. If you could guarantee to me that the plusher was going to be packed, well, you have six say, schools that would sell it. So I, I know, I know, but we say that, and then whatever. And I guess what they're hoping is that because you can get more people in South Philly, that they can attract fifteen thousand, which would be double what they're going to get at the plusher, and that means money, and that means. You know, and like you said, it's, you know, the, the arena getting involved and all that. So, I mean, I, they, look, they, I'm sure they've been talking about this for a year or more. I mean, this was an idea 20 years ago. People were bringing this kind of stuff up. And it just never, they could never get all the details and things like that. And I, I think people look around now and say, we need to do something. We need to try something. You know, and maybe Villanova having a bad year last year. I don't know. Because they're the major player in anything that happens in the city. They have to be, and, and, and I get it, and I I do, and and I get that you had to try something. I just kind of wish that they didn't totally turn the, yeah, because I remember when the Big Five for a while there went to the to the Spectrum, like for those double headers that they did when it was kind of the half round robin at that point. Okay, kind of the in between years when they weren't. I hated I hated the half round robin. The half round robin made no sense. Well, it was Villanova and Temple basically saying they want to play games at their home arena. Right. Yeah. Well, well they and, and the Spectrum would get some of those games, and it was an awful atmosphere. It was yeah. not, it was not what it should be. But yeah. uh, all right, Kevin is, and I I, I read the story, but are, is the is the money going to be split six ways? I have no idea. On that. I would yeah, assume because I yes. think that, but that to me is like an important. That was always the the, the stumbling block years ago was that Villanova felt, because it brought more to fans and more to whatever, that they should be, I think, I hope I'm not misspeaking here, but I think this was the case, and I'm going back 30 years now, that, you know, they had just won the national title and Raleigh was there and all, and, but Temple wanted the same things. You know, Temple wanted to, they, were going to, they knew they were going to be opening an arena at some point and whatever, um, but it will be interesting because if Drexel's getting as much money as Villanova out of this, yeah. I mean, I would say too. If I'm Temple, this is a good opportunity because if you're Temple, the the half you're getting on your side with LaSalle and Penn, it's it's a better scheduled thing than Nova's getting. 
Kevin, I was talking. I met. I went to the Big Five Hall of Fame thing. How uh, was that? Monday. It was very nice. Don't. There was a couple of really good speakers. David Hawkins, former Temple player, was really good. Something that happened to him recently, where I think he right. gotten shot in the arm or something, and he just talked about love and and you know what Cheney had preached to him, and now he knew what it meant. And David Hawkins is a great there. player too. I love uh, he's David like Hawkins. A, he's the third leading scorer, I think, in yep, Temple, Temple history. I think Lynn Greer and um, I Mark, Yeah, I ran into Lynn down there. Lynn came over to me. I hadn't seen Lynn in a while. He looks like he could still play. Lynn's yeah, coaching. His kid, his kid now. <laughs> you know, it's, well, Lynn's, it's like, Lynn's coaching, I believe. Where's he coaching? It's somewhere in the pub, but I don't remember okay. where. All I know is this. I asked him how he was doing, and he said, he, he you know, he's always been a great entrepreneur. Right. Some of the... And anyway, he has a company that deals with helping adults with autism. And I said, you know what, man? That's good, really good cool. for him. Good for him, right? But Fran was last, and Fran got the coach of the year, which he should have. You know what I mean? And Fran just had this, you know how Fran is, you know, how he can. And he was just great, just would've, talking about. Would have been awkward if, if Aaron won it. Yeah, well, then if he'd wanted, Aaron wouldn't have got fired yeah. or let go or walked away or whatever. I, yeah. In fact, I asked Lynn, I said, do you know? And Lynn said, I don't know what happened. So anyway, but I ran into a Temple person that I hadn't seen in years because I haven't been covering the team in years. Right. Really good guy. Um, and he's a money guy. So he's, you know, and I just said to him, I said, how do you fix it? You know, what what can you And he, he, we, we, he said, well, the NIL money is going to be, you know, it's going to be a concern. But the, the, the crux of the matter is the league kills him. The league is awful. And there's not like, but as he said, he looked at me and said, what are you going to do? Like, what are our options? You know, well, because they don't want to sacrifice football, obviously, too. But who does? Yeah, exactly. In the world we live in now, nobody nobody wants to sacrifice football, even though you and I sometimes will sit there and go, now, now you kind of sacrifice football, and look what it's done for their basketball. Yeah, but um, they're also playing an elite basketball league. Oh, no, no, no. Kevin, I agree with you. Like, but it, Temple, and this is not in favor, but if Temple goes crawling back to the A-10, it's not an elite basketball league. No, but if they made the tournament three or four times in five it would help. years, nobody would care that they were playing in the Atlantic 10. No. Yeah, if you go to the tournament and, and maybe every third time you win a couple games, you know, nobody nobody cares that when Dunk was playing in the Atlantic 10, they, they were getting to the tournament. And they just didn't win in March. That that was the problem. But I just think Temple is, and then he also talked to me about you know the problems going on there now, wow. with with crime, um, yeah, crime uh, and their leadership and yeah, everything. It's, I, it's a lot good. of things going on there. And look, I went there, my kids went there. I think it's still a great school, but when you have issues, mm -hmm. you have issues. Yeah, you know. So I I don't know. I I don't know. But this is a guy talking to me, who has a say in all this. What's you know, he, Michael? What's my favorite word that you always make fun of me for using? Pers um, per, um, optics, no, optics. Right. Yeah. No, the optics right. with Temple right now are not good. Hey, Kevin. The optics with LaSalle have never been good. No. Yeah, I'm not sure what the optics with St. Joe's are now. I, I mean, I'm not trying to say this in a mean way. I don't no. mean it that way. Penn. I love Stevie. Stevie can coach. They might be the favorites in the Ivy next year. I'm not sure. They've been to the yeah, tournament Prince once. And, Prince is still returning a lot, but go ahead. Oh, they are. Yeah. I thought they were losing. Okay, I thought well, they I were. I thought they have a decent amount back. Okay, and then look, and that league's getting pretty good. It is. It's getting better. It's going back to what it was. Yeah, 
It's getting yeah, back mean, look, to what it was in the in the late nineties. Yeah, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, in the last five years they've won like four NCAA games, um, by three different teams. I think. But anyway, that's more than I mean, the Mountain West, by the way. Yeah, I know, and I'm, but all I'm saying is the state of the Big Five is not right good. now, and I include Drexel. You know, and I, look, I don't know much about it. They've been to the tournament, and they went to the tournament two years ago, or three, two, yeah, two. the COVID year. They were the sixth seed, yeah. so they did a great job winning the tournament. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and and, you and know, the concern okay. and the concern is that if they get to a steady favorite within the CAA, they're going to lose Zach Spiker. Well, sure. I mean, but that's part of that's it. part that's of being Drexel part. at this point, right? I mean, if La- I mean, if LaSalle, if Ashley Howard had, had been able to win there, he, he you know, somebody would have gone for him a job. Um, it this, and it's the old question, like which comes first, the, the, the apathy or the or the winning or the losing. But if you look around, like I, I've heard some bad things about like St. Joe's fan base, yeah. Um, and I don't know, I'm not there, right? You know, but LaSalle, we know that's always been a tough, tough group, to, thing. yeah. Temple was never easy. No, even in the good times. No, even um, for John. Right, but they had a they, you know Villanova's been that one thing that you can. And Penn, I think, has had its moments. Right, but you know they. But Villanova, I said to somebody said to me, they go, "Oh, what's wrong with the Big Five? I said, "It's been like this for five, yeah. six, seven, eight. It's just that you didn't notice because Villanova was winning national titles. Titles. You know they they won Kevin twenty five straight Big yeah. Five games." And only two of them were by less than less than double digits, and both those games were 10 points. So, you know. All right, so that's a situation to keep an eye on. Obviously, again, Wells Fargo Center trying to get them locked down. And Dan Hilferty, the new incoming head of Comcast Spectacore to replace Dave Scott, has been on a PR blitz. And we mentioned this a couple weeks ago about the Flyers and how the Flyers were. They need to get sold, Kevin. Well, you said you they're, told, but they're not getting sold. That, you told me that three years ago. Yeah, and and you 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 and now everybody else. You are so it, it, until that ownership changes, there is nothing that's going to be different. But now, nothing. but they're in this PR blitz. One about the hockey team itself, and mm-hmm. you know that's only going to improve. Uh, that that can only go up. It can't get worse than this year. No, you wouldn't think because. It, if they got worse, then actually they would get better in a strange way because of the fact that they would get a better draft pick. I think that's what oh, frustrated yeah. what people. Would they, what would they do with the draft pick? Well, you got You'll have new people in charge. Okay, but I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying, and then I don't. Too, you know, they, I mean, if, could you imagine? But they they were in that no man's land, Mike, where they're going to be like the seventh or eighth worst team, where they're not going to make the playoffs, and yet they're not. Could you imagine if they didn't have torts this year? They, like they, that might, oh, Mike, that might have been. been better for them. I know that, and you know that, but they don't. They don't want to admit, admit that, that they're in a rebuild. No, they wanted to try to make the playoffs in a year where they had no shot to make the playoffs. Which, by you the know? way, I, I'll give Dan Breer, Danny Breer, credit that oh, Breer sure. came right out and called it that. Yeah, and Hilferty <laughs> both has come out and said, "Look, Before we're going, we're, we're going to try to do this right." Yeah, but now, Kevin, it might take three or four years. Yeah, it might. No kidding. I mean, you know, if because if you don't get Bedard and you don't get, I think there's like two or three other pretty good guys supposedly in this draft. Yeah, you could get lucky. You could pick seventh or eighth or ninth and get a good guy. Who the hell knows? But their history in the last ten years has been no. 
They've made, they've made so many bad signings. So many guys have gotten hurt that they've signed. And they've got this goalie that they're just wasting. And it's a shame. It's it's. Listen, before we get to the stadium, I want to run two things by you. Go. I just wanted to get your opinion. The draft, which is two weeks away, I think, kind of from tomorrow. That sounds right. Or is it a week away? No, it's two. Two, okay. I have two thoughts, and I don't know if it – the first one I'll start with is B. John Robinson. You don't who, draft him at 10. Okay. Let me ask you a question, a theoretical question. And I'm not saying you should take him at 10. And I don't know what Howie's going to do. I, I guess they're going to take the lineman from Northwestern. That's what a lot of mock drafts, and this guy might turn out to be at whatever. I right. keep hearing about how, well, if you get a stud running back, and again, I don't know if this guy's, but everybody's saying this guy is really, really, okay, fine. If you get a stud running back, you're only going to have him for five years. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. But history would suggest that's probably true. So if you would say, what do you think Jalen Hurts' best five years are going to be in his career? Probably the next five. Okay. You've got an offense that. Mike, I don't, I don't disagree, but they're not drafting him at 10. I don't mean that. But, I mean, if Howie said, hey, maybe we'll move back from 10, we'll, because there might be teams looking to get up to 10 if there's still a quarterback. One Tampa Bay or Tennessee or, yeah. Whatever. And the same thing goes for 30. Yeah, he won't last till 30. But there's talk now that they're going to move out of 30 because some team, I think it was Seattle, wants to move up because Herden's going to be there, the kid from Tennessee maybe, mm-hmm. and they, they could pick up like an extra second-round pick or something like that. But all I'm saying is that logic to me, and I know you build teams through line. I get it. Defensive line, offensive line. But my God, if this kid is as good as they think he is, and you put him in this offense for the next whatever and he doesn't get hurt, I mean, my God. It's like, and, and I keep let, me, let me put it this way. I'm not going to protest violently if they do take him at 10. Oh, I don't think they're going to take him at 10, Kevin. No, no. I, I, don't I, I, I will not protest if they take him. Right. I'm just telling you, they're not taking him. No, and that's why I'm not saying they should, but I'm just saying if, if they move back to like 15 or whatever. And here's the They're, other they're thing. not moving back to take him. Okay. But, it, but I'm saying if some team offered them something where they get an extra second round pick. How if somebody team offers them something to move out of 10, it's probably going to involve a first rounder for next year. Okay. Well, all I'm saying is, and, and again, all I keep hearing about these people, and I understand you, uh, the Eagles offense is so good you can throw anybody out there. Maybe that's true. I, I'm not saying that's not true. Or maybe they get the Alabama running back at 30 or 35 or whatever. Which will be just as fine. Out. He's he's fine. Fine. But all I'm saying is, what we're going into a season – and they got some guy that they traded for that everybody tells me, well, if he stays healthy, he's been in the league for four years and has never been healthy. Yeah, but I now know. that the Eagles have him, he's all of a sudden going to be I'll bet everything in my bank account that that guy is going to be hurt by week three. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be out for the year, but I'm just saying but he's, he's going to be banged up. And whatever. But again, that's my thought. Now, here's my second thought. And I can't, I can't take credit for this. It was somebody I was listening to. Would you think, and this is, Again, I think that Will Anderson is the other than quarterbacks is by far the best player in this draft. Yeah, I think this guy is going to be Derek Thomas. I agree. I okay. agree. Would you go to uh, Atlanta? Right? Is that the, who, who has the third pick? Our, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Would you go to Arizona and offer them ten and thirty? I would. 
that won't be enough to get him up. To get okay. Back. Let's say 10 and 30, and maybe you got to give him something next year that doesn't that isn't a first-round pick. Nah, that's, then I think that's too rich. For a guy who's going to be that's, a maybe. See, that's see I too disagree. Rich. Okay, but see, I disagree. Because when you have. You're giving up chance, two first-round picks and maybe more? No, you're giving up one first-round pick because you're getting a first-round pick. You're only giving up one first-round pick. Because you're getting it first round. Okay, and what's the draft pick for next year? No, I'm not saying you give up your one for next year. No, no, no. But what are you giving away next year? I don't know. A second, a third, I don't know. Whatever. Something not. A second or a third is still pretty damn rich. Kevin, if the Eagles are as good as we think they're I get it. They're drafting at the back end. I get it. Kevin, this is the kind of thinking. All I'm saying is, and I if you can get a guy who everybody seems to agree is going to be a stud in this league for t- a decade. I and he might not be. Who are you taking at 10? So you're going to tell me, oh, my God, we can't live without that Northwestern offensive lineman. Really? And I'm not saying that kid ain't good. I'm not saying the guy ain't going to get a third. Howie's um, record of drafting guys, like, you know, the 30 pick ain't all. Yeah, wow. I mean, he's hit some. Okay. All I'm saying is if, and I'm not saying that the Arizona would take that because I don't know. Because they're going to get offered for teams that want to move up to maybe get a quarterback. But if I can they, get They could slide from three to four, and the Colts will probably move up to get a quarterback. Everybody might move up to get a quarterback. But now there's talk that Texans aren't going to take a quarterback. They, Which is they, ridiculous. This is going to be the weirdest draft yeah, that is. we've seen recently because so many different things could happen. But I'm all I'm saying is this. If you said to me right now, I can give up 10 and 30, and let's assume the 10 was... The offensive lineman from North. I'd have to see what the price tag is for next year. Okay, but it ain't going to be much because you're giving up two firsts this year. It's 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 going to be maybe a second, and this, their second pick is going to be the fifty eighth pick in the draft or the fifty third pick in the draft or whatever. I do. So ca- I do kind of like the idea of having thirty though as a bargaining chip to maybe wrestle another wonderful first Kevin, but that next year. again, Kevin, but you you're getting a guy who you might be playing on your team for the decade. And it's going to be a like, a, a, you know, an all pro almost every year. Like leaping from ten to three is a lot. It's a lot. I'm not saying Arizona is going to do that. I'm not saying that the Eagles want to do it. I'm just saying. I heard somebody say I can't take credit for this, but you can get a guy like that. I think, Ar- I think Argano was the one I heard it do this, but no, it might have been Joe and Ike. I mean Ike and John. It might, I think it was one of those two guys. It might have been Julio and and um and you? um you. But in the first, as the first I heard of it, and all I'm saying is, I think Will Anderson, unless one of the quarterbacks, you know, ends up being that guy, which they might. Will we're going to look back on this draft at some point? And go, oh my God! Look at what Parsons did for the Cowboys. Yeah. Chris, look at what the, the 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 Temple guy did for the Eagles last year. Yeah. And uh, you put him on a on a defense that. I mean, come on. No, that's right. just me. Okay. Let me. Uh, we, we'll have a draft show before we. We'll love the offensive lineman from Northwestern. Yeah. And he'll be a stud and whatever. It's all good. Um. All right. So I was saying Wells Fargo or the, the Comcast Spectacular kind of launched a PR blitz. And the Sixers are launching a PR blitz. And this is all tied in with the upcoming mayoral primary. Where in the debate last night, it became pretty clear that Jeff Brown and Alan Dom are probably pro-arena. Helen Ginn is probably anti-arena. Um, 
So are you saying that if one of those guys becomes mayor, they will have enough to push it through? I think they will have enough to get it through. Okay. Okay. Um, because I think they're probably more, and this is going to sound like I'm taking a stand. I'm, well, I mean, people know who have listened to me on the radio. Uh, I believe that it's a good idea to try this, at least to look into it severely. Um, I believe that the city could use a shot in the arm in a different spot than South Philly. And I give Dan Hilferty, who was a longtime executive Blue Cross, who just took over Comcast Spectacor and who was instrumental in the World Cup coming here in 26. Um, I give him credit for trying to bring up the idea of redeveloping South Philly and you know creating like a mixed-use community, a little bit of apartments, uh, a concert venue, which would be separate in the old Spectrum site. Um but the idea, and, and, and D-Lineham has pointed this out, Wells Fargo Center, even with the massive renovation, is still a 30-year-old building, and the footprint yes, is not any bigger. Yeah, it is correct. And it just doesn't work anymore. And you can offer the Sixers part ownership. Does that mean they're going to get priority on arena dates? They're never going to get priority. No. No. So, do you if, realize you just said that? You realize the baseball stadium is twenty years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And that's the one that's going to stick. Yeah, probably. They've kept they've kept that up well. Yeah, and the link's going to the, the link's going to stick. That ain't going anywhere. Oh, you think it is? I think we'll start hearing the drum beat in about five years. Yeah, but that means it's going to be another ten years after that. Right. But I, I don't rule out that you, you in think my you, lifetime we will see another football stadium in this city. Maybe not in my lifetime. Maybe in, in my lifetime, when, you know, I'm going to turn 50 this year. By the time I'm 65, I bet you we'll have another. So where would they build it, Kevin? Next, next, probably place. in the probably in the lots. Yeah. Okay. And then knock that down and knock and, that down, and and I'll be honest, I think we'll probably see a dome. Okay. A retractable okay. dome, but fair enough. I mean. Look, the Sixers want their own place, and we all understand why they want their own place. We get it. And I'm just not sure that that, and I, I agree, it, it, it's not a matter of trying. You're talking about a billion-dollar try. It's not like, hey, we're going to try, and if, oh, God forbid, it doesn't work. Well, no, you're talking about billions of dollars here. It, it's, a, it's a big thing. And they I, have, uh, and we should point out, they have insisted that the building of the arena itself would be privately funded. Yeah, I, I get all that. No, no, I, but, I'm, I'm you, saying that to the audience, Mike. Yeah, but you know that money's going there's to gonna, come somehow. There's going to have to be an infrastructure improvement, sure. absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. I hate to break it to you. You're going to have to put an infrastructure improvement down there no matter what goes in. Unless you think nothing's going to save it, Kevin. Like if you So think you just let it dry rot? No, but the, the reality of life is that cities are dying, okay? And... Whether it's San Francisco or Philadelphia or Chicago, you name the city, okay? It, it, people are moving out. The, the, the tax money's drying up. Um, whatever. Any number of reasons. Um, in a perfect world, I think the Sixers would probably be better off building it in a, in a suburb or Jersey. I don't want to see that happen, but that's just the reality of life. Is it might be, And fans might want to go there more. I, for, for as many fans as are going to want to go to Center City, I think there's as many fans that aren't going to want to go to Center City. 
And I don't think anybody feels that way about South Philly. I think everybody goes to South Philly because we've all been doing it our whole lives. And we just go. There's no problem. You park. You get out. You're on 95 or the Schuylkill or whatever. Um, there's not a lot to do down there. I get that part of it. Although there is now a casino. There is Xfinity Lives. So, I mean, you know, um, I, I, I just – it just seems to me I don't think it's going to work as well as people think. And if, God forbid, they have a bad team at the time – you know, I, I just, again, a lot of it depends on how good your team is. I understand all that. And uh, I, I just don't see people flocking to 10th and market. That's me. And, and I understand that philosophy. And people have to realize, Joel Embiid's not going to play in this arena. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. I'll give you another one. Uh, Maxie's not going to play in that arena. <laughs> yeah, maybe you get him at the end, but. He'll be done. He'll be gone. But but the idea being, I want, you see, I, I think, and I'll give the Inquirer credit, because the Inquirer editorial board came out with a thing on, I want to say Saturday, and basically said, you know, hey, you know, it's okay to look elsewhere. It's okay to look at other options and not automatically dismissive as, well, it can't work. Sure, I agree with that. And there is too often a idea that it can't work. You know, yes. anything you consider in a neighborhood outside of South Philly, everybody's right. like, well, it can't work. It can't work. Uh, by the way, everybody talks about, well, South Philly is so much easier to park and all that. Guess what? It's a disaster down there after games. It well, is awful. I left yeah, the but- Phillies last night an yeah. hour after the game. An hour. Yeah. We're talking 1040, okay? Yeah. And traffic was a nightmare. I, I guess, Kevin, whenever I went to events down there, like, as a spectator, not as a writer, I always I always knew how to get out of the building, get to my car, and I was on 95 in five minutes. I, I Maybe that's because, I don't know. I, I don't know, like, why. I mean, I know people, there's been those things. Let me ask you a question. Could the Sixers build their own arena in South Philly? Well, like the, maybe the, the Navy, Navy Yard has been mentioned. The Navy I mean, does that work? Does that work for you, or is that is that not like feasible? Okay, if you're talking, if the main goal for them, look, we know what the main goal is. So Josh Harris and all them can run their own ship, and I get that. Mm-hmm. If the main goal for them is to pour money into something that could have a civic impact, well, what civic impact is going to happen at? What civic impact is going to happen at the Navy? So, so you think that's a lot of the reason why they're doing this? I think that's dirt. Let me put it this way. If they did a pivot and suddenly went Navy Yard, it's awful tough to tell to say we're doing a civic impact when we're basically putting it in the same neighborhood we've Okay, had. so let's say you put one where they're proposing. Right. Uh, a Market next to Chinatown, whatever, Magiano. And by, the, and by the way, on Chinatown, those people have to be taken care of. And what I mean by that is if th- there's talk that maybe you can make it where you cap the Vine Street Expressway off, go ahead. If that, okay. Uh, and how much money is that going to cost Philadelphia? Well. Again, I mean, but we bring up all these things like they're nothing. I, I like, understand, you know, but, there are fe- but there are federal funds out there for highways. Can you imagine what that would be like when they're doing construction on it? Think about that. Because I've sat in that for 30 years of my life 
coming home from the paper. But anyway, that's a whole separate issue. Okay. So uh, and, and, uh, and, and then and then all right, but then the other part of it is we give to build on the west side of market for companies and everything, there are all sorts of tax abatements, right? Okay. Why can't you extend that to the residents there so they don't see their property value go sky high? Because the tax values in Philadelphia are, again, we're, these are all questions you have to deal with that, you know, if the city sees a way to make more money from taxes, they're not likely to say, no, we'll make less money. But yeah. here's my thing. So let's say you build this. You're going to build it. Okay. What are you getting? You're getting 41 nights of Sixers and playoffs or whatever. Say okay. 70. Let's go 70 as a round number. 70. You're going from 41 to 70? Well, How are you doing that? Five exhibition games, maybe have 10 playoff games, and I'm sure they're going to have other Kevin, events. In Kevin, there. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Calm down. 10 playoff games means you're in the finals. I'll give them three or four playoff games. So that's 51 games. Okay? okay. 51 games. Plus, you're talking they will probably have some other events in there, Mike. Okay. And let's say they do. And let's say, and again, you're going to get in bidding wars with, with you know, the, the Flyers are going to fight you because they want those things. But let's say you get another 25. To, let's say you get up into close to 100. Let's say you get close to 100. Mm -hmm. That's one-third of the year. Mm -hmm. So what is it? Is there going to be restaurants that are going to open there? Um, because I remember when they were thinking about putting the baseball stadium over near where I worked at like 15th and Spring Garden or 16th. And everybody said, oh, yeah, but look at this. I said, well, wait a minute. And that was 81 games. I said, so you're telling me all these restaurants are going to open and stuff for 81 games a year? I said, what happens the other 250 days? And I, I'm just saying. Why, it, it, okay, it's, why does it work in other cities? Well, you got to tell me how it works in other cities. I mean, are those cities different than Philadelphia? Well, does any? I mean, does Indianapolis, which has just the Pacers, does Indianapolis have, you know, but again, uh, three three hundred nights a year. I don't know. No, but they have, but they have to have an arena for the Pacers. It's not like you have doing arenas. No, We're but you're saying about, about impact around the rest of the. the it's the Indianapolis. Neighbor. Indianapolis is not Philadelphia. I've been to Indianapolis. How about Boston? Okay, you you tell me how it works in Boston. I don't know. They built it at the same place they had the old arena. They didn't move it. Or Barclays, or I mean, you you can you know, look. I'm just saying is we're making. This, Barclays, where Barclays is, there was already stuff there. I mean, it wasn't like they were going in and, and kind of taking a bad neighborhood. I mean, I'm not saying Brooklyn is Shangri-La, but again, I mean, every city's different. San Francisco might be totally different than Philly, for all I know. You know, when they, when they when the Warriors decided to finally go into San Francisco, I don't know what LA is like. All I'm saying is, we assume that building something there is going to change that neighborhood, and I'm not saying it won't. But if it doesn't, and then, you know, in the mid-1930s, you're sitting there going, what did we do? Oh, my God. You know, all of a sudden, people won't. People ain't taking public transportation. You know that, and I know that. And now is talking about they're going to have to, like, raise fares and do things because they're just losing all this federal money or something. I mean, there's so many more issues, and that's what makes this so difficult. Well, is there political issues? There, There's. You know the 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 yeah the, the China let, let, let me give let me give you this side of it from me. Sure. Here are the couple options you have, and I know it's not black and white, cut and dry, but you could try something at that site, and it may not work. The arena may not work, 
Or he could try what's been on that site for 40 years. And we know that hasn't worked. The east side of market since the late 1970s, early 1980s has had a mall there. Gallery. Now it's the fashion district. Yeah, that would And it is a work. it is a disaster. No kidding. Okay? It has not brought businesses in. It has not helped anything in that Market Street area between Independence Hall and City Hall. So why not try something else? But this is then my question, and I and I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is people have basically told you they don't want to go there. Now, will they go there to watch a basketball game? That's what you're asking. That's the question here. Well, they won't go there for the fashion district. They won't go there for other things. I guess people eat at Maggiano's. I guess they go to Reading Terminal Market, I guess. I, I don't and by know. the way, that could stay open later, but go ahead. Yeah, and there's a Marriott there. Uh, yeah, but most of the people at the Reading Terminal Market probably don't want to stay you open had the, later. You had the convention center there. Right. I mean, but, you know, all I'm saying is people have basically said we don't want to go there. Now, so if the Sixers are there or a concert's there or whatever else they might put in there, and we're not sure how much they're going to get because South Philly ain't just going to let it go without a fight. Um. I just don't know if that, if all of a sudden people raise, you know, other than Sixers fans, you know, which, and there's Sixers fans out there. I'm not saying there's not. But again, I don't think the average Joe who doesn't want to go down there for the fashion district or whatever the hell that is, is going all of a sudden say, hey, let's go down and, and we'll see. You. Even though I'm not a Sixers there'll be, fan. There'll be the curiosity factor okay. the first time. And how long does that last? It depends on what kind of experience it is. Well, again, and if your team stinks, which yeah, I, mean, well, I can't. I, 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 and that's that's any night. That but would be a, anywhere, Kevin. The, the the thing is, it's a billion dollar gamble. It's not a hundred million dollar gamble. But it's not. You know? But it's not. It's a all. billion dollar, and you know, in Philadelphia, by the time that thing gets built, it'll be a billion five. But but I hate saying it. For the bulk of it, it's not the city's gamble. That's fine, but somehow that money's going to go back to those people. People don't get to be those kind of people. I understand. I guarantee you, without them, they're not sitting there saying, let me see, we're, we're willing to put out a billion dollars or $750 million or whatever. No, 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 no. They have sat there on paper and figured this all out. We're going to get all our money back. And then some. Because what those people do is make money. But also they drive the value of the fran- they'll drive the value of the franchise sky yeah, high, too. I, mean, I get I mean, it. No business owner of a sports franchise is going into anything Figuring, ah, I think we're going to lose money, especially that much money. But, Kevin, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, and I, I'm not saying anybody's wrong on this either. I, I will think- say there's one guarantee I'm giving. The one guarantee is after 2030, they will not play at Wells Fargo Center. Uh, you you can bet your, your house on that. The, the, uh, they could do this spin campaign and all this. At, they, can, they can have stories floated out there about how awful it would be for the city and whatever, okay? The Sixers are not going to be in Wells Fargo Center in 2031. Not under the the current... um, Not under any inclination. No, no, I'm saying if the Flyers came to them like three years from now and said, hey, we're willing to make... You know that's not going to happen. I'm not sure, Mike, even at that point, because I think that the fact that the building itself is just... No, you're right. Kevin, I'm going to I'm going to make, and this is probably the worst prediction I'm ever going to make. I think they're going to end up in South Jersey. 
I really do. And I and wouldn't I'm surprise pretty- me over if they end up at the at the basically the entertainment center there, right near their training complex. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, where oh, where is that? I, I've no I've in never Camden. In Camden, their training facilities right on the river. So you go over to Ben Franklin. And you go over to Ben Franklin. And you know where the Tweeter Center or the aquarium is and all that. Sort of, yeah, sort of. It will be there. Is it near that baseball stadium that that, that the? Uh, it's further it down a little bit towards the New Jersey. Okay, is it in your estimation? Is it a viable site? Yeah. Okay, that's my prediction. Because I think, and again, you're telling me. Do I think they want to do it? No. Do I think they may? Oh, I don't think they want to do it either. Do I think they may get? I don't. I like the belief. The the story goes that they didn't want to go over there for the practice facility. They were close Uh, to. They uh, were close to having everything locked down at the Navy Yard. I got you to build the training center, and a previous administration dropped the ball. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, the Flyers, obviously the Flyers are over there. I mean, look, I just think, now who are the two? So you're telling me if one of two Democrats, the two men? I think Brown or Dom, if they win, okay. probably the, the arena gets built. But could could city council block it? They could try. Okay. So what you're saying is if one of those two guys wins the Democratic primary. I think that it has a good shot of getting through. If it, okay. If, That's a, Okay. I'll be honest. I think if you look at if Helen King gets in, forget it. It ain't okay. happening. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, this is if if it if for whatever reason it doesn't go th- whatever. If we're sitting here a year or two from now and it, ha- it it doesn't go through, I think they're going to end up in Jersey. That's just me. Probably supposedly the there are other sites within the city they would consider. What are we What are we talking about? Well, I think the Navy Yard's one. But you don't think that does anything. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of parcel out in West Philly, out near 30th Street. Um, kind of in near, this, the thir- near the 30th Street train station. Yeah, at, like it's the school, like the Schuylkill Yards kind of area. You think that congestion out there would be fun? Uh, no. Yeah. No, that, and you don't have 95 and the 76 taken. It. It'll be everybody on 76. I, I'm curious too that if the if they do and, that's, build, and that neighborhood by the way is no ball of uh, uh, well no well the, tell me no what bowl of cherries either yeah well tell me what neighborhood it is I mean really let, let's be honest that's why it's in South Philly that's exactly why those stadiums are there because there's no neighborhood there's no neighborhood around those stadiums they're all two or three blocks this direction Mike I'm direction. gonna Mike I'm gonna float a ridiculous idea northeast northeast Philly. Why not Franklin Mills? Well, you'd have to you'd have to knock Franklin Mills down. I mean, I yeah, I why not? Hey, look, I I don't know why not. I, I'm I I'm not a real estate guy. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I, I again, I I mean, from from my perspective, you, you can you could have your you could have a you know ample parking. The mall's kind of dead. Yeah, or you build it and keep Franklin Mills there, and you go you go shopping, and you, yeah. Well, that's it. Like it's going to Atlantic City. You go to the outlet malls. And I mean, then, I mean, you, think of the place like all right, and uh, this is real Northeast Philly speak, but think of like that area where like they have the car wash and the. the I know what it used to be car four and all that. You could put the arena there and have the mills still there. Yeah, but they they yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. but but the neighbor oh, the neighbors up here will freak out. Well, look, Franklin Mills ain't really 
near, I mean, it, on the one side of it, like where my health club, it, it, there is a neighborhood across um, the street. Across the street. But most of Franklin Mills is not really near a neighborhood, yeah. especially the one part that's close to where the fence is in the back, and I don't know what's behind there, whatever. Um, and let me ask you a question. About I will welcome thing. it, by the way. I, Kevin, I'll, I'll be seventy. I'll be seventy-two uh, years I old, and, and I whatever. Know. I mean, you know, um, let, if if they do do the one in Center City, okay. How do you think most people would get there? Probably drive. Okay. Well, that's a problem. No, it's not. That, see, yes, it is, Kevin. I've seen. 10, it's, it's not. I've Mike, Mike, through Mike. City enough in my life, Mike, to know what six o'clock is in Center City. Okay, so. I, if games start at seven thirty, okay, how much of the traffic is going to be cleared out of Center City by six fifteen? Kevin, I'm telling you, I spent half my life at either Fifteenth and Cow Hill or or Eighth and Market. Uh, I can tell you right now that if people are going to drive, it's going to become a problem. Maybe not every single night they play. You know, if they play on a Sunday or something, Friday night rush hour. You know, in there goes till seven o'clock. But this, but this is different than like when people brought up the baseball stadium. Baseball has a lot of day games. You're not going to have that many. You're not going to have day games. I'm talking about rush hour. I understand, but I'm talking about people getting on ninety five. I'm talking about. I've been down there. I've lived there. It was my it was my world for thirty five years. So, you know. That you can't just slough it off and like, oh, there's no problem. No, I don't think it's no, as big a problem as everybody thinks it is. Yeah, because I don't. You, you, okay, I, I, I will. I beg to. And I, I've driven down there a lot uh, when I used to have to go cover court cases. When I was at all, the, it, yeah. And when were you driving down there? What time? About nine in the morning. Nine in the morning, Kevin is not six thirty at night. Okay, I am telling you, and they're all one way streets. Okay, Mo- they're, they're almost all one-way streets, and everybody's trying to get the Divine Street Expressway to get on 95 one way or the other. I'm just telling you, it's, it's you know, if, if I think the whole point of them going there was that, hey, people will take public transportation. Well, it's I rich. think that they want people to take it, but I'm also realistic that yeah. probably 70% are still going to drive. I mean, the market, the, the L stops right there. So does the So does regional rail. Right. And the, the subway's like five blocks away, but, you know. Um, yeah, but I just don't see people doing that. I, I don't. Philadelphia is not a, a – um, I, I know sometimes for Eagles games when there's going to be 60,000 people down there, people will hop on the subway and take the mm-hmm. subway down. I, I, I do know that. Um, the old firm rock. Well, from wherever. But I'm just saying is I mean, yeah, I the, thing that people, the thing that people love about South Philly – is they can drive. People in Philadelphia in the suburbs, they love to drive. Yeah. They love their cars. They they want to get there on their own, get out of there on their own. They don't want to be and especially with the problems we're having now on subways and stuff. And you know, there ain't nobody from Villanova taking public transportation to 10th and Market. I'm just telling you. It's it's just and that doesn't mean again, but if you're gonna have twenty thousand people there on a regular basis. You know, and, and and most of your games are starting at seven, seven thirty, whatever. You know, there's going, you know, there's going to be some nights. I yeah, I will t- I will tell you that the idea I thought was the best so far that I've heard was Penn's Landing. I was going to ask you about that too because that's when the Phillies were going to build their stadium. That's all you ever heard about. What's wrong with that? They got voted down. 
Yeah. The one thing I will say though about an indoor arena on the water doesn't to me doesn't make as much sense. Yeah. You know, the Phillies on the water would have been, you know, would have been like in Pittsburgh and, and Cincinnati and stuff like that. I, I think there was more reason for that. Um You can say again. Look, I mean, no, I mean when we were in Louisville, okay, when we were at the Yum Center, I guess it's called. You know, they had a nice area looking out at the city and looking out the river. I guess Kevin, it's the Mississippi. I know. It's Louis. You're comparing Philadelphia, the fifth largest or sixth largest city in the country, to Louisville. Yeah, good point. Which has nothing else going on. That's a good point. Except Louis, you can't, you can't, if you want to compare it to something in San Francisco, like the Warriors just built. Yeah. Hey, and the Warriors also have four world championships in the last whatever. But again, if, now, and the other thing they have going against them is if you're going back to pre pandemic or 10 years ago, a lot of people worked in Center City. Yeah. yeah. And they might be willing to just say, hey, let's go to game tonight. And oh, we're going to go get dinner. Yeah. You know, we're going to go to. And here. it's not that way now. It's, and it's never going to go back. It's, I mean, one of the biggest problems. I will say, and I'll wrap up the conversation on this note. Next seven weeks for this franchise are huge. Leading well, yeah, between yeah. between getting through to past the second round, which is a necessity for the basketball end of it. And for the business end, what happens in those next two rounds may and the mayor's race may all tie into one another. Hey, look, they're going to get an arena because you Somewhere. just told me they ain't playing after. Okay, they're going to get an arena. So you can probably come up with the four sites and maybe throw in Franklin, but I don't know, whatever. And I'm telling you that in the long run, while we might not think so, it may be a blessing in disguise if they end up in Camden or they end up at the um, – uh, the, the Navy Yard doesn't do anything for me either, but I'm just saying um, – and, and, and I'm not saying that the downtown can't work. I'm not saying that. And, and maybe they'll build it and it'll be this great thing that revitalizes that area. I just have serious doubts about revitalizing anything in the city. That's because the, the city, you could take me through 100 different neighborhoods in the city. And I'm just telling you, most of them are going downhill. They're not going uphill. No. So, you know. Well, we know who we can thank for that one. Well, maybe this, maybe the Sixers will have three three uh, rings by then. Or yeah, who knows? Banners or or you do realize, Kevin? Well, you realize more than I do. But if they don't win the second round, it's probably over. Yeah, I mean, not over in the sense that you know you still got Joe, you got Maxi, you might not have Harden, um, but basically this because you got to go out and you, kinda, you become the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, oh, you mean from the the eighties? From the eighties. Yep. Yeah, and the problem is the two teams ahead of you don't look like they're going anywhere. Nope. Um, but yeah, this is the thing I think is going to happen. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because I don't think they're going to beat the Celts. But I, I could, it wouldn't be totally Philadelphia if they beat the Celts and then lost to the Bucks in like five games. Yeah. You'd be uh, celebrating for a week and a half. All right, so we're done for this week. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, we have a meeting to, tomorrow night, don't we? Oh God, I, I don't know. If, well, well I, I can't make it because I, I've got a uh, golf date. Oh, I got school. Sorry about that. No, I got school. It's only a nominations meeting, so all I would do is go and nominate somebody. Probably me. I could nominate you. Um, I don't even think they can nominate me for anything because I think I'm already on the board. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's whatever. Um. We're back 
next week, hopefully. Uh, keep an eye on the Phillies and kind of recap what happens with the Sixers. How many did the Phillies? Okay, give me a pre- They got four in Cincinnati and three in Chicago at the White Sox. Against the White Sox. Give me, give me a, give me a seven. What do you think? Four, four and three. Four and three. Okay. White Sox are not good. They weren't they supposed to be good? Did somebody this year say they nah, were supposed to be good? No, 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 no. And, and by the way, is Oakland going to move to Vegas? Is that the yes? Rumor? They're they 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 like the, they're like the worst team in baseball. Uh huh. They stink. What happened to Billy Bean? He, he can't do it anymore. He's, he he's done. He's not there anymore. I don't think. He's not there. So that that whole you well, know, that they don't they play in a sh- crap ballpark. They play yes, in. Yes, they do. You know, they they need a new home. Yeah, one day you're gonna have to explain to me how the Devil Rays do it, because I because they know. have a great minor league system, and now they're gonna get a. Uh, it sounds like they're gonna get a stadium in Tampa. They're gonna build one for them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cause that's a dump. That is awful. That place is awful. Have uh, you been to Have you been to Oakland's arena? No, I have not. I, I have say, not seen anything in California. I've I never been say, to California. Which one was worse, the one in Tampa or the one in in Oakland? Because I'll bet probably you Oakland at this point, though. Yeah, but I'll tell you, that one in Tampa is no good. You want to know what's <laughs> sad? You know, Camden Yards is now thirty-two years old. I know. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at taking a trip down this year. I'll tell you what. If you go, you may be able to talk me into accompanying you because I haven't been there, oh, God, 20, 25 years maybe. Uh, and their team's not bad. No. You know, so you could probably, you know, I, I just would like to see if it's still how I remember it. Of course, of course the Inner Harbor is no more, so. Is it, to, like, what do you mean? It's an it's abandoned good. mall. You're kidding me. No. There's only one oh. portion of the mall that's still open. I haven't. Oh, I mean, I've been down there, but I haven't. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that, Kevin. Well, I know where we'll go on, anyway on the way down. Well, that, too. Um, I know a great Italian restaurant, too, in, in the Little Italy thing. Um, I remember, Kevin, when I when my son was probably, oh, God, 10, 12, I don't know, somewhere in there. And somebody I knew had tickets, season tickets. And I'd get like one or two times a year, we'd go down there. The greatest experience ever. It, it was yeah. because I'll never forget, outside of the ballpark, you could buy hot dog for a buck. Yep. You could buy a soda for a buck. I could buy him a baseball hat for five bucks. I could, And then, and you could take the hot dogs into the, into the stadium. The stadium. And I said, why can't we do this in Philadelphia? But, of course, I knew the answer. I will say... As nice as Camden Yards is, and I love Camden Yards, and I'm actually taking Joey out to Pittsburgh this year, and I love Pittsburgh. It's a nice stadium. I have a soft spot in my heart for Old Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. Yeah, but it was a dump. I know, but it was it was still really cool because it was in the middle of a neighborhood. It was yeah. just. But see, Kevin, the problem with us is we should neighborhoods aren't don't exist anymore. No, 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 they're not. What we think of them as neighborhoods? No, I mean, they sort of do in the Northeast still because you know we, but but you know I can't. Even, do you, I mean, where where municipal stadium was? Where is that? Like, what's that neighborhood like now? Memorial like, Stadium. Yeah, Memorial where, Stadium like, is still a decent neighborhood. Okay, see, I don't know this because I'm yeah. not down in Baltimore. No, Memorial Stadium is still like it, it's out. It wasn't that far. Like it, it was basically just inside the city limit. Okay. 
Um, and you used to take a couple of the the. the it, yeah, it was fine. And the Colts played there, right? Colts played there too. Right. Yeah. Thirty third Street. I, mean, I, you know, so if you were a betting person, mm-hmm. is that where they're going to build the Sixer Stadium at Tenth and Market? <sighs> wow. Um. My hunch is no. And that my hunch is, and my hunch yeah. is that the Negadelphia portion of the city will win out. What, what do you mean? The people that like just don't think people who just work. don't want to change anything just because they don't want to change anything. That's See, it. That's that's not why I. I no, no, I get you. that's not yeah. why you. But I think there yeah. are people like that. Right. I mean, I've heard our colleagues. And by yeah. the way, I do want to. I do want to say, and this is going to be viewed as a cheap shot, I guess. But um, you're going to take it anyway. I will. <laughs> I do think that if I'm at the Inquirer right now. You have to be a little more balanced in your coverage with this. What, what and this is on pro, and this they, is on the news side. This isn't are they a sports pro stadium thing. or pro not or they are players. they have they have given Chinatown the bullhorn. Oh, so they're okay, I got you. They're okay. And, and they're well, better, you and remember they're, when you remember when you had um our, our guy from the morning was on two or three weeks ago? Yeah, John. Um, John and what did John say? He said Okay, I hear what the Chinatown people are saying, but tell me what they've done in the last thirty or forty years. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I don't have the answer. I'm not that smart. You know, I know that's important to the Chinese people. I get it, and they feel they got screwed when '95 came through there. And I'm not saying they didn't. I'm, you know, somebody always gets screwed when when something comes through something. Um, but when Crossing Broad can dick can look at a content list. And there's 50 or 60 stadium stories, and 45 of them, or 40 or 45 of them, are anti-stadium because of that area. That tells me there's an agenda at play. Well, they took a stance. I mean, I guess it was not editorials. Like, I'm talking the stories. Stories. Well, here's here's why, Kevin. And look, we've been in this business forever. It's easy to go talk to somebody from Chinatown. Yeah, it is. It's around the corner from where they work right now. And, and, and even if it wasn't, right. even if, it's easy to make a sympathetic story mm-hmm. about that neighborhood. I mean, it's, 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 it you is. and I know we're always looking for stories, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I go, you're not going to get sympathy talk. First of all, the Sixers owner might not talk or you know, they got to be, they right. got to be careful. What They've they made say. David Edelman the spokesperson. Yeah. Right. And so I understand maybe in some respects why it, you know, I'm trying to think. You would have a better when, when the Phillies were going through all their things with their stadium. You know, I remember six, 16th in Spring Garden or 15th or whatever, and they were talking about what. How did that go? Like, why did they end up back in South Philly? Because they ended up saying that this, the chances of getting brought in Spring Garden were not going to happen, and and the one down on the river wasn't going to work. They, David told me that part of the reason was they pulled their season ticket holders and their season ticket holders liked where it was. Okay. If you remember, they had nothing to do with the Chinatown Stadium pr- proposal. That was John Street pulled okay. it kind of out of okay. his rear end. Yeah. Well, have the, have the Sixers, in their infinite wisdom, and I have to give them credit, have they pulled their season ticket holders? They say they have. And they say that, they, that those people are in favor of it, I'm right. assuming. Okay. I have to take them at their word then. I mean, I, we'll I, see. You know. We'll see. 
Yeah. Michael, have a good week. Will I ever see a game in that arena? Yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah, because I'm going to go with you. Exactly. Okay. Pretty much. We're going to go to the first game. We'll go to the first game. <laughs> hey, I was at first game at Wells Fargo Center. I was at the first game at the Lincoln. I was at the first game at C- Citizens. So. Yeah, but I got you beat. I was at the first game, game with the vet. vet. Yeah. <laughs> and if I know what I know now, I would have went to the last game at Connie Mack. But the problem was I was only 12 years old. So well, I, I was also I was at the last game at the vet. I was at the last football and baseball games at the vet. Well, the last football one, I was at, I was at that one too. <laughs> that that was that was, exactly that was a, not exactly a celebratory affair. I'll tell you what, though, after a minute, the first minute and a half, it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, you have a good week. All right, now. have a good week. Talk to you. All right, thanks to you for joining us. We will see you next week. This has been Working the Beat. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine pop.